Now, a public service announcement from the news desk of Chopper Dave Bush concerns citizen slash fabulous bastard. Beware of molesters. Next week it's going to be harder to get the little kids. This announcement was made possible by a grant from the Mark Hudson Foundation looking out for perverts everywhere. And they're also, of course, pushing for the legalization of child pornography and sex with animals. And they're also asking for private possession of child pornography to be allowed. God hates facts. right put it around me <coughs> wainers another episode of the break room put That's it right. around that episode one three five horse love on your mp3 player welcome back 135 <coughs> that's no. a lot of episodes point Is that counting all the other random oh, shows no. wow no that's just episode 135 of real real new shows right not best ofs not not best ofs, not, not media talking, sharks. Not me, oh, not media sharks. Well, no, think about it. No, it does include media sharks. But not in. Good lord, what are you doing over there? You what turned you us all do? off. I was just trying to move, and this damn mic phone or microphone uh, cord is all fucked up. We don't you have another. Don't one? we have another one? Because uh, that one was messing up last week too. <laughs> can't yeah, you buy some better shit? That one was jacked up last week. Yeah, it was. Consume some peas. Um, seems like we would be on more than 135. Well, if you don't, if you count Thumbs of Fury, we're on like. I don't know, episode 150 or something, but <clears throat> All we right. don't count that. 150th. Still. Nobody wow. Like, we've been doing this for like seven years. Nobody counts us. <laughs> That's a good point. It seems like we should be on like episode <laughs> 700. It will be three years in August for us. Three years in March, right? We started in March of 06. Three years in March. Good point. That good, is a great point. good serving. I was going by the so intro. It's, so the intro date. You'd think we could at least... Congratulations, get, three years for us. <laughs> I think we could at least be at like 300. That's yeah, true. Yeah, well. At least 200. Some people didn't go on vacation every other week or get sick or whatever. Exactly. People quit getting AIDS and right. have their extreme dating. Right. <laughs> Who does extreme dating? That'd be you. I've never done that. Um, so It's documented. No need to deny it now. I think there's no doubt that our last episode, which is a repeat, was our most controversial episode ever. <laughs> we had uh, posted What on, even was on three? Um, oh, 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 oh. A bunch of shit. I didn't, I, like, I I can't think, freaking download them at work anymore. So I, think I have one clip. I haven't it. listened in a while. <laughs> but uh, he, I, I don't understand what's going to keep her from spitting the pacifier out. Are they going to restrain her completely um, to where he's going to tie holding it on her mouth? Oh my <laughs> God. Just shoving it that down episode? with a pillow on top of that. <laughs> you, know, you know, he could stick something else down her throat. Hey now, yeah, you don't get you. it, do you? Fuck you for the crickets, dude. <laughs> Yeah. That's episode three. Yeah, that was it. Our most controversial episode ever. The most really controversial weird. rerun we've ever had. Because it's really not that important of an episode at all. It's really not. That's why it was <laughs> and it kind of lost. blows. Yeah. But post all those on, other ones kind of blow. I don't know anyone wants to hear them, quite frankly. Yeah, I don't know. Post they, on to see how we, they just like to see how we started. How much better we are now, hopefully. Uh, at that's least debatable. a little bit. It's kind of like... Better than that. It's kind of like history class usually sucks, but it's, it's always good to, good to know, know where, you came from. where you came from. Gotcha. Okay. It's always good to know the history. It's not always interesting. That is an excellent point. Like black good and point. white TV sucked, but without it, we would never have right. color HD TV. Good point. That's true. I guess without that 
awesome exchange, you wouldn't have these awesome exchanges. Yeah. Good point. <clears throat> or, or the great stumblings. Because or... I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it either. But to those of you who actually liked it, which it's called, apparently there are many. That's a stupid. Everyone but Poseidon. Yeah. We appreciate your love. Yeah. We almost made him kill himself. It's true. And his dog bit his face off or almost oh. dead or something. That was episode 16 or something. Was it? Oh, uh, episode 16? Well. And he's gay. That's what you get for going backwards. <laughs> we you don't should know always, that. You should always go forwards. We if you're a new listener, Dave. stop listening now. Go back to episode three. And then... Wait, and he's gay. Yeah. Go back to three, which is last week, and then go back all the way to four and start over. That way you'll experience the full quality of us. Then maybe two or three years from now, you can hear two and one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good point. You can hear a mashup of one in the 100th episode. Mm. No, that's, yeah, that's probably all you need to hear. Yeah. Because it was terrible. It. Is it that was, the mashup I did? Yeah. No. That was a terrible episode. You had to sit through it. You <laughs> could attest that it was terrible, right? Probably. It was terrible, <laughs> and I was actually there doing it for most of it. Yeah, that's true. In the car. So, yes, it was terrible. In the car. When we were, that was when we went out to the uh, Naziville. Um, no, no, no. That one. was like seven or eight. That was seven. One was where you talked about your dryers and washer. Oh, and, well, yeah. But I thought episode two was where we went out to Canton. No, that was, that's on the feed. No. That's like seven or eight. Yeah. Never mind then. Something like that. I have no idea what we do on this show. I don't know what we did on two. Yeah. It's not important. Nah. This show sucks. I, and, you know, I kind of remember the first few, but after that... Like episode eighty, I don't know what the fuck we did. Yeah. Episode one thirty four. Yeah, who knows? If you guys, what, what hurry, was the last time? They would hurry up and start a wiki for us. We would know. That's we a good know point. Things. I know. So good times, huh? I know, dude. Good that should is. be some. One of our listeners needs to start a wiki page for us and <clears> catalog <throat> each episode. Have an episode guide. That would be sweet for new listeners. Breakroom.wiki.com. It's available, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Mark Hudson's break room's available. Unless the NPR team took it. That's true. For their poetry. Man. That, you have a poet? A poet? The one, uh, a poem? The one show on America, Air America, now they get top listing when you search break room on iTunes. <laughs> what? You get break room live as the first one now. That sons of is ridiculous. Bullshit. If you search break room with a space, if you yeah. search break room without a space, we're still first. That's ridiculous. I demand it's really stupid. If, if listeners out there, just go out there and fix it for us. Contact Apple, protest this bullshit. All right. They should not be able to, to uh, take us over. <laughs> Nobody listens to NPR. Nobody. All right. <laughs> All right. So a poem. It's not NPR. It's All right. Air America. That is a same excellent thing. point. Same thing. All right. Well, Air America doesn't quite have the the same standing as NPR. No. <laughs> NPR is a little bit larger. <laughs> I'm sure an NPR show like that is. A, NPR still has a radio frequency. Good point. That's what she said. Point. Yeah. So here's our poem of the day. This is uh, Epicene by Patrick Muldowney. Or Muldowney. <laughs> when coy words ended and lines filled with symbol ended, I spoke as I had never intended. Be here. That is what all these charge accounts and bookcases are for. I want to write you. I want to write for you. Not in fragrant dances through dreamy fields, but in the musty smell of your hair. I want uh. to nestle after long sleep. I want to drool for you. Uh. Instead of imagining whom we might drool for, be here, unmistakably here. I am tired of the one who might leave or might never leave, institutionalizing the vows we never made. With the strike of ill confinement, the rattles our fleeting aspirations. Be here, my street is protecting your window, and I am only a ghost without you. I, I have a poem I'd like to read. Okay. Uh-oh. Venom, Black Mamba. When you want to stay razor sharp with the energy to strike first, and leave your mark. You need the vicious venom of a black mamba. The venom potency pack has a powerful dose of tannerin. 
glucochlorotone, L-cartanine. Terrible. Getting it piercing. And it strikes back. Venom. God, I'm a dork. Wow, that's... Uh, it's deep. Wow. It really strikes the heart and deep in the soul. Right down to my anus. <laughs> that was terrible. Fucked her? That was a ass? terrible poem. I thought it was pretty good. All right. Well, we've been promising many things for a long time, most of which we have not followed up on. <laughs> Nothing good on this one. <laughs> Premium malt beverage. That's about it. You have to say it with passion, though. Premium. Premium malt beverage. Beverage. Malty. <laughs> so we've been promising oh. a, lo- a lot of things for a long time, and two of which we'll follow <coughs> upon this week. That would be a complete yeah. series of The Wire review. By one dirty, dirty episode it's by not episode. just by me. Episode by episode, right? It's gonna be a long show. We are also going to finally, finally pick up our weekly dollhouse review. We'll see how long that oh boy. lasts. And first of all, have you watched all the episodes, Dustin? I have. Okay. Congratulations to you. Have you not? No, I I just finished watching yeah, okay. them a little while ago on Hulu. And the first thing we're going to tackle is a review of Watchmen. We don't have any like music or anything. Is so. it America's number one movie? The Watchmen. Watchmen. <laughs> did it get big blue penis? <laughs> did it get number one at the theater? Indeed, it did. It made I want to say fifty-five million billion dollars at the box. That's pretty good. I'm going to say that's that an holds, overestimate. I think that holds the record all time. Then. <laughs> um, <laughs> it did take number one. Thankfully, knocking out um, Tyler Perry's Medea goes to Medea and fucks Medea in the ass. And uh, what's your ass? Fucks Medea in the ass. Oh, and uh, knock the Jonas Brothers down to slot number nine. Mm. Um, whilst taken, retained the third sp- slot. So, mm. um, so Dave, <laughs> what did you think of Watchmen? Didn't that I feature Oprah's vagina? Oh, <laughs> no, it did not. Well, that's a terrible, terrible review. <laughs> what do you think you would give it? What do you give the commercials? I give the previews a. Th- Flaming thumb. All right. Thumb up. It doesn't say which way. Okay. Up. There we go. Oh, okay. Um, so, Watchmen is the basic story. I guess I should cover that first. Didn't that feature Oprah's vagina? A, I don't want to say watered down because it's not quite watered down, but it's a pared down version of the Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons uh, graphic novel slash comic book. Um, Turn us all off, Dave. That was written in uh, 86 and 87. It's basically about a bunch of old retired superheroes who are getting killed off one by one. Are there any black ones? And uh, the main, I guess you want to call them the main I don't think there are, actually. Uh, no, there are none. Black <laughs> people didn't exist back then. <laughs> yeah, they didn't hit the scene until 88. Uh, or I mean, The main character is Rorschach, and he's a bit of a uh, nut job, and he's trying to figure out who's doing it. And uh, Why does anyone care if they're old and retired? Why does anyone care if the, they're getting killed? He's the only active superhero left. And Pretty he's much. the only one who cares anymore. Everybody else is retired. He's still working. Manhattan's still kind of working. Well, yeah, but he's not really a superhero. He's yeah. the, he's a, Dr. Manhattan, who is a big uh, radiated blue penis. Um, <laughs> he just kind of does his science thing. Um, builds generators and such. Um, wieners. Right, he builds giant wieners. <laughs> giant blue giant wieners. Cake giant Christmassy cocks. That's probably more accurate because yeah. they do glow blue. <laughs> um, the part that was cut out that was kind of uh, sent over to a uh, DVD was Legend, or excuse me, Tales of the Black Freighter, which was kind of a sub story within the story. Why are you being a dickhead? Uh, which. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's Dr. Manhattan. Um, they can't help it, they can't fit everything in the movie. Uh, it was not. It wouldn't really have made much sense to most of the audience, so they took it out and um, made it on DVD. 
It was all over everybody's head, or did you well, just have to read it to know? It, it makes more sense if you're reading it. It, it kind of interrupts the story, and it so kind of flows parallel. Go so. buy a DVD that doesn't make any sense. Well, the DVD makes sense by itself, as it can tell you a story. Oh, okay. And it has uh, some parallels to the main yet. story. Anyways, that's not important. Other than that, it is. I have that on DVD yet? So this is directed by uh, Zack Snyder, and they actually they do. <laughs> oh, okay. Dave. Uh, it was directed by Zack Snyder of 300 fame, Woo! and uh, was written by uh, Alex Say and David Hayter. And Alan Moore was not credited in the film because he hates everything anybody does. He did Sin City too, right? Uh, who's Zack Snyder? Yeah, I don't know actually. He might have. It looks the same. It, but I don't know it's that he the same. Did. Wow, whatever. Um. All right. So. Oh, he actually did Dawn of the Dead, and. Uh, all right. Yeah, I don't know. All right, doesn't matter. All right. Um, all so, right. Dustin, what did you think of Watchmen? I uh, I actually really enjoyed it. <clears throat> it was even more right, adult. Marcus, what did you think? <laughs> okay, I'm Just done. Kidding. <laughs> it was even more uh, adult than I actually expected going in. I knew it was more of an adult type story, but a lot of I don't know. If you're going into any kind of superhero movie, you don't expect to see full bore softcore porn, oh, you near don't like- rape. And right. uh, big blue penis in the whole thing. You just don't expect that All right. going into it. And there's a lot of big blue penis. There's a lot of it. And this we saw IMAX version, so it was you, huge it blue was penis. Giant. And you yeah. say you say it's not essential to the story. And I disagree. I didn't say that. You I, said they could have done without it. I said they could have implied it and not necessarily had to show the wiener all the time. But how is it essential to the story? Okay, so here's the theme. Dr. Manhattan... He starts out as a human in like the yes. 40s or 50s. Consumes some penis. His body's destroyed through a science experiment, and he comes back as a godlike creature. Wieners. And mess he, with particles and atoms right. or whatever. And he starts out, you know, more human, working for the government, et cetera. But as time goes on, he becomes more and more separated from humanity and more and more godlike to the point where he decides to create life at one point. The, he's actually, he actually starts off wearing, aside from his initial reappearance, where he starts out nude. Yeah. He actually, as a superhero, he actually starts out wearing a tight-fitting costume. But a as, banana hammock. Uh, it's more than that. It's actually a full-on uh, like jumper or whatever. Ah. Then he goes but to the banana hammock later. He, he goes to the banana hammock then, and then he's full-on nude all the time. And, and the parallel <laughs> there is that as he is separated from humanity, he cares, unless, he cares less and less for the trappings of humanity. And so he appears more... As a human in its raw form, but you it, can get that with side shot, with maybe a couple ass shots, maybe the very occasional penis shot. But they have it like constantly. But, but it's you in, could show from the waist up, and you'd still get the implication that he's nude. I, I guess you get that. Have to have the wiener in it constantly. At the same time, this was one of, the, if probably the most. They faithful should have done the Austin awesome Powers ever. and yeah, the random you stuff. Put shit watermelons and always shit. constantly going in front. Exactly, you know, like the. Nuclear random, powered machine he was trying to make in the beginnings see, in front of it. Or see, that would have made it laugh. Could be just carrying a random loaf of bread around. You could do it without it being laughable. I don't know. I you could have that right angle. I'm angles. okay with it. It didn't bother me. I mean, yes, it was a giant blue dong, but I didn't bother me that much. I mean, it they were trying the movie for you. Yes, it made it very erotic. <laughs> we were in the theater. You're like, this is the most essential part of the movie. I basically <laughs> took off my pants and painted it blue right there. It looks like but a pink cock. I didn't. Swirled. It, they were trying to be <laughs> very, really did at very, all. very faithful to the original book. <laughs> And I didn't mind I it at all. I understand that. I mean, yeah. I it was there original. more penis. I haven't seen the... It was actually smaller in the comic book, but... I was saying, I haven't read the book, but yeah. I heard there was more penis in the movie than there was in the book. No, that's not true. Okay. 
Well, it, there was only more penis in that. There isn't there quantity because it's are, bigger. Yeah, well, oh, okay. that and there are more frames within a movie than there are well, in a comic I know, book. But, but if you're talking as far as overall penile shots, yeah. no, there are more in the comic book. Okay. Because the graphic novel is oh, wow. longer. So, she no. You Anyways. can go look at his graphic novel. He has them earmarked. Right. Every <laughs> dong the shot. Yeah. <laughs> They're stickies. <laughs> and not stickies. Wiener, 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 wieners. Wieners, wieners. They're little, little <laughs> pink swirly sticky notes that look like dongs. No, it's just little shots of cum. It's, that's why you're yelling this from the bathroom? <laughs> wieners, wieners, wieners. Right. Exactly. Every page. Um, and I agree, though. Giant the, Christmassy cocks. Wieners. There was, there was the implication, and there was brief shots in the book of the sexy time between uh, Night Owl and Silk Spectre. Yeah. But they go full-on softcore porn in well, the movie. You know, there there was the shot on the couch in the movie, which they had in the book. Yeah. But then there was the implication in the book of the sexy time in, in Archie, his flying yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. They went on full-on softcore porn with that. Oh, wow. And that was funny and then kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, it was a little weird, a little much for what you expected in that. Right. You know? Yeah. I thought that was, and that was like right in the middle of the movie, and I thought it was... It was kind of out of place. It was an awkward moment. It was very laughable, almost. Yeah, it was kind of out of place, and it didn't really... I don't know. Most of the movie was really, I would say, pretty serious and dark. Yeah. And then that kind of like... I don't know. Whoa, uh, it kind of lightened it up. And, yeah. and I know it wasn't supposed to, either. No. That was probably one of the weakest scenes, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it just didn't need it. But, anyway. It was a nice counter to the Blue Dong all the time to actually see some female nudity. Yeah, they, they did need more... No, Hi, Wait till the uh, unrated director's cut comes out. <laughs> Which there'll be it, even more dong. Probably won't even be painted blue. And the sex scene will be probably like half an hour. And that it'll be every it'll position. Be hard, it'll be the copier on, guy will come in. Full on hardcore. <laughs> It'll turn to a three way. Here beat. to repair the the jets on the back of the vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> He's up in the middle of the sky. How's it going to get there? He floats in. It has to be Doctor Manhattan having a three way with Night Owl and Silk. He Spectre. does. He comes in with six of him, and then the comedian's corpse rises up. Exactly. And fucks her in the mouth. So. There you go. God. That's right. Director's cut. Watch out for it. Um, Cream. So you liked it overall, then. I thought it was really good. It's really worth watching. You think you would read the graphic novel based on that? Um, you don't read, though, right? No, hardly ever. But right. you would look at the pictures of the graphic novel. I would. Of the dong. I wouldn't read the captions, but I'd look at all the pictures. <laughs> Pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yep, looks like the characters from the movie. Good thing I watched the movie so I know what's going on. What did you think of uh, Snyder's directing style? I thought it was good, but I liked him with 300 as well, so you know, I'm not mm. surprised. Um, I, think, I did see that clip of the opening credits. It looked pretty cool. I think maybe he did even better with this, quite frankly, because this was such a hard thing to do, Yeah, you know, based on all the history of it, which I don't really understand why it took so long. Was it Alan Moore? Well, was it because of him, or what was it? You a know couple why? of things. A lot okay. of, there were a lot of uh, changes in the in the possession of rights. Well, you know? now, I understand why it didn't get made in, like, 1987. Right. But I kind of figured it might get made in, like, the mid-'90s sometime. Yeah, but even then, you got to think about it. Think about what they did for Dr. Manhattan. Would you have rather had what we had, despite the fact that his mouth was slightly off at times, Yeah, that looked more realistic? and Or would you have rather have had, um, you know... Terrible doc, animation. Doc, and or Dr. Fuke, you know, painted, like, as a, as a blue never-nude. Yeah. You know, as serving as Dr. Manhattan. That's true. You know? I mean, I mean it's better to have it this way, I guess, but... Yeah, and Would so, you rather have... Like they do in a the original Batman movie, the scene from High Above where he's walk where he's on the roof and walks into the building or whatever. Yeah, where it looks like a puppet where it or looks something. like it's out of a like it's completely just drawn on animation. Yeah, 
No, I mean, I, I guess I understand why, but I thought it was more, it wasn't so much about the graphic capability as it was controversy well, about getting the rights okay. to it. Or So there's that, and there was the, the graphic capability, and, and lastly, and probably the most important, is it's a very hard movie to translate. If you read the book... I know, but I'm saying as far as what they did, yeah. I understand he's a, he's a big part of it, but Manhattan's the only problem they would have had back in the 90s. They could have done everybody yeah, else. Yeah, they could have. Warshack um, was a little bit, but they could have pulled that off. But to get the story right is very difficult. And the way they did it right was they took the story and took it almost almost like page by page, panel by panel, well, yeah. with, with only changing the ending. And they just didn't make superhero movies that much back then, not like True. they do now. True. So, there, I mean, there and are a lot of gay. I think Andy's they did. Gay. I think I don't they know did. What that has to do with anything? The exact right thing by taking this, the script directly yeah. from the the graphic novel. No, I'm not saying it, that's a bad idea either. Well, you know that's the thing. That's the criticism I saw was that too Snyder too it was too literal, and I disagree. If he had not been, I saw so Newsweek loyal, said that I think, and I thought that was well, kind of bullshit. I think it is absolutely bullshit because if he had not, if Snyder had not been loyal, if the writers had not been loyal, they would have been torn apart for not being loyal to the script, which was enough in its own right. Yeah, I agree. Um, so it's I don't I don't blame for that at all. And actually, the ending, and maybe this is going to be controversy to the you know the nerd community, but I actually like the ending in the movie better than the one in the graphic novel. <gasps> Shocking, I know. <laughs> that was the nerd community. Right. <laughs> the only thing I disagree with in the movie is I don't want to spoil it for those that haven't seen it or read the book, which is probably few and far between. That listen to this show. Yeah, but I'm a nerd. I I actually. I don't I, know. I, I, I'm kind of torn. We're kind of torn about Night Owl's attitude at <clears throat> the end of the movie versus attitude at the end of the book. And they're two different things. I understand well, why Alan Moore did what he did in the book, but I thought the movie one was more true to the actual character. Uh, we, so we, we, I was going to say, if the rest of the book, or rest of the movie is literal translation from the book or, mm. or close, then um, I would say it makes perfect sense. That's how I would have expected him to be. Right. You know, With, so I mean, he still ended on the right note. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He still ended on the same note that Alan Moore did, but I thought it was expressed better and more true to the character. Yeah. The way he reacted to the the ultimate uh, conspiracy. The, at the yeah, the end. ultimate. Yeah. And the result of that conspiracy. Um, Mark. Then, anyways. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was it might be the I don't know as far as okay. as far as I don't wanna, I don't want to say it's the best. Superhero movie yet? I still think that is still reserved for The Dark Knight. I was gonna say I still think Dark Knight's better, but it's like one A and one B for me. Yeah, I mean they're both very different movies. Well, Watchmen's more than a superhero movie though. It's got a lot of social themes in it. Yeah. It's got a lot of deep stories in it. A lot of yeah. superhero movies. It's not a traditional superhero movie. Superhero movies are good versus evil, and you know they they have some subplot. Well, but they don't develop it like they do in this. They don't have so human relatable. Right. Uh, individual storylines like they do in this. That's People true. going through real hardships. You know, the the near rape thing was yeah. way over the top. I did yeah. not expect that at all. Well, and that it, was if that's straight out of the book, then that book is really over the top too. Because the, that the was book, the, there was rape in the book, and it yeah. it showed it didn't do it as like in the book he gives her like one punch to the face. Yeah. In the movie we get like three or four. Yeah, it was pretty. I mean, there's blood in the book, but in the movie, my god. Yeah. I mean, this was. Totally unexpected. Yes. I mean, breaking bones, you know, the chop to the head. I mean, don't get me wrong, that stuff's in the book, but yeah. does, until you actually see him taking a butcher knife to a guy's head five yeah. times, you, yeah. you know, totally, totally unexpected. I mean, that's a different scene, but yeah. 
Um, yeah, different scene. Yeah, there was not rape <laughs> and then, yeah, butcher knife, but... <clears throat> yeah, I thought Snyder did a really good job, and I applaud him for for what he did and sticking well, like, to the material. Like you pointed out, like this is not really giving anything away. This is in the first you know two seconds of the movie. Yeah, having the old school um, World War II vet coming home with a woman kissing a nurse and that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, it's the, just the classic picture of the sailor yeah. kissing the nurse. Yeah. Instead, it was one of the superheroes, a lesbian that kisses yeah. the nurse. You just don't I thought ex- that was really cool. You just don't expect that kind of thing in a superhero movie well, generally. You know, yeah. so that, that's that, why I mean it's a little bit different than your regular one. And that opening montage comes from different scenes in the graphic novel. Now, yeah. that scene was a new one that he added. Yeah. And he added several of those scenes, but most of those were taken from later in the graphic novel. And I think the opening the opening montage was great. I, I, I did thought too. you had a problem with it originally, well, but... Don't be wrong. I didn't have a problem with the montage. What I have a problem with with this movie, my my chief complaint is the soundtrack, which I thought was terrible. Yeah, Bob, Bob Dylan did not match, or whoever covered it, if that wasn't him, yeah. that was Bob did Dylan. not match the, the montage at all. It, it was Bob Dylan. It was Bob Dylan's, you know, yeah, it was song, him. and it was him singing. But the problem I have with the soundtrack is while they're all good songs in and of themselves. They have been used 10,000 times for similar scenarios, and I thought it was, and with not only that, times they are changing, but all along the watchtower towards the end. Yeah. Um, Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah during the softcore porn scene was ridiculous. I thought, see, I that, thought you would like that, See, because you love that song. I love the Jeff Buckley version, yeah. and I didn't even realize, I hadn't heard the Leonard Cohen version in a long time. I didn't realize it was his version. I, I remember it being so much better. Yeah. And... On top of that, if you look at the song, that is way too obvious a choice for that scene. Yeah, it's it, it's just so it's so cheesy, and that's the soundtrack. Came I understand. Off very I understand feeling that way. I, I don't it's know. Too, the, to the me, choices. it didn't really bother me that much because it did fit, so it was okay to me. See, I disagree. I even think the Bob Dylan song was fine for the beginning, from in my opinion. If it had just but been that, it would have been okay. I can understand if you're wanting something a little bit more out of this movie because it gave you a little bit more in a lot of ways. Right. So I can understand on, that. On every other front, it gave me, a, it gave yeah. me more. I, no, I can understand that. But I think the, the songs for me are just neutral. It wasn't great, but yeah. it didn't it didn't take away from me either. Well, See, I, think I, I almost always, in most cases, would prefer a normal soundtrack without like... A score instead of a score. Yeah, a score yeah. instead of. You mean a score instead of a soundtrack? Yes, okay. that's what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, a score instead of songs with like words, Star yeah. Wars music or yeah. whatever. Instead yeah. of let's play Bob Dylan at the beginning, right. I yeah. almost always would prefer that. And I'm inclined to agree with you. And I think there are times and places for for songs like that. And I wouldn't have had a problem well, with the Bob Dylan song at the beginning yeah. if it had been the only one. But the fact that we had Hallelujah and and All Along the Watchtower, and there were a couple of others that I, I can't remember right now. Yeah, there are a lot. But it's the fact that there were such obvious choices. And if you want to have obvious choices, fine. Then let's get something, a cover that is less recognizable, like My Chemical Romance's Desolation Row, His co- their cover of Bob Dylan's Desolation Row at the end. Yeah. Um, which some people may or may not like. I enjoyed it yeah. for what it was. Um, I, you know, go go with something a little obvious. I don't know. It, it just it was just too obvious, and, and I hated that part of it. I understand it. that. It the only downfall for I, me. I completely understand where you're coming from. I just I don't think it takes away... Um, but yeah, I mean, it, to me, that says a lot about the movie that that's our the one the, the complaint, one issue that you have with that, it. Yes. That's that's pretty good. If that's your one complaint or my, our one complaint, I yeah. consider it a great success. Yeah, um, great success. I, I wholeheartedly enjoyed the movie. Um, I would say it's probably in 2009 one of the top movies. Oh I know yeah, we're only three months in, but. Uh, I don't even know. Well, was the wrestler this year? That was last year. That wasn't was it? last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know of another one that was just really great this year. Um, Taken, maybe. I guess that came. That out. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, 
but I really enjoyed it, and I give the Taken's it, kind of kind of different for me. I yeah. really like it, but it's right. in a, kind of a different category. Watchmen would probably be like, I don't know, that could even make like maybe a top twenty list or yeah. something like that, you know? Yeah, it it was an epic film, and I hope it gets the recognition at the end of the year that it deserves. Um, you know, unfortunately, that's the stupid unbalanced award system. But uh, whether or not it gets no. any awards, it, it's highly worth a watch. And uh, despite the dong, despite Why? the softcore porn, Why? and despite the soundtrack, I give it two uh, flaming thumbs up. Yeah, I would do the same. I'd give it two or thumbs up Or maybe just well. one. I don't remember what our old rate system is. I'd give it a flaming thumbs a flaming up. Thumb it, it, up. I mean, it's really worth watching. And it's probably second or third best superhero movie ever. Yeah, I, I think so. And again, it's very different than a traditional. And it's not a real superhero movie. Yeah, because. That's, that's the weird part. Well, they're not. They're not. Really, Manhattan's the only one with superpowers. Everybody well, else is human. Not only that. Okay, but Batman's human. It, the, yeah. the problem with this is calling it a superhero movie, which it is, is they're not long-standing. Like, there haven't been many volumes about no, yeah. the Watchmen characters. They're, they're DC analogs. You know, Night Owl's Batman and yeah. uh, Silk Spectre might be Black Canary or something like that. Yeah. But they're not. it's not like you've seen a lot of volumes about these characters. I don't so know who Warshack would be, but... Um, there was a... He could be the question from yeah, DC. I yeah. guess that's true. Yeah. So, I was reading all those, what they were all based off of. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. very sim- very similar uh, yeah. circumstances. I guess I'm not familiar with the question. Um, he's a you know more he's a random guy you want to yeah. know. He's okay. a, he actually wears a trench coat fedora and he has a blank face. Yes. Oh well, instead okay. A, so he's the same guy instead of a changing mask. <laughs> and he, he's all about conspiracies. Okay, so he's the same guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. They're all really closely yeah. based on yeah. other characters. Oh and, yeah, the owl is you know is definitely Batman. definitely Batman. No question. Who's the comedian? Who did they say the comedian was based? I on? I can't remember. I, I don't, one, but I read about it. Yeah, I don't recognize the animal, that one, but well, Ozymandias. Superman or something? I don't, I don't know. Huh? No, it's who is he? The Adam, something like that. Manhattan. Yeah, Manha- he could be the Adam, or he could be Superman in one yeah. way. You know. Yeah. Ozymandias. I'm not really sure he'd be ba- who he would exactly be based off of, but yeah. he's kind of a compendium. You can find it on Wikipedia pretty quickly if you look up the actual. I'm yeah. sure I could, but I won't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I do want to give a Harry lot Potter's of Wayne. a lot of credit to the acting. Jackie Earl Haley, who played Warshak, I thought was great. I mean, Why? if you read the graphic novel, his voice and his demeanor in the movie is exactly what you read from the page. But just, are you serious? I am serious. Shut up, Thomas. But are you serious? And uh, I thought Jeffrey D. Morgan was great as a comedian. So uh, <laughs> it's not really that funny. It's not Thomas. So shut up. He's really not that funny of a comedian. Anyways. Why? <laughs> I think we give it thumbs up all around, including Dave, yeah. who hasn't seen it yet, because he will. I give it a preliminary pul- 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 thumbs up. Preliminary <laughs> thumbs, pul- pul- thumbs up. It's called. It's called. That's that's, that's, a, that's a stupid. Stupid. All right, so we're we gonna take a break and then come back and review uh, Dollhouse in the Wire. That's fine. All Whatever. right, we'll do that on the other side. I wish you'd give me a little bit of notice, and I could have actually had one in of the three, uh, two, one. <laughs> Listening to the break room, you can put it in your ass cheeks, maybe. Hello, pizza had delivery. Two pepperoni pizzas right away. Yes, we've got Crystal Pepsi. Yes, we do. No, we don't have Crystal Pepsi. This is Domino's. No, no. No. Yes. Now get a free two liter of Crystal Pepsi with any two medium one topping pizzas for eleven ninety nine only from Pizza Hut. Yes, we have it. Oh yes, we have Crystal Pepsi. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Pizza Hut. Sometimes you gotta stop and smell the pizza. Free Crystal Pepsi when you buy two medium one topping pizzas for only eleven ninety nine at Pizza Hut. And go in. 
Okay. And we're back. We are back. Uh, so since we have the wire music playing, are we doing that first or are we doing Dollhouse? I guess we're doing the wire first. Are we doing the wire? Then let's go with a review of, of the wire, wire, the complete series. That's what it would be. Dustin, take it away. Well, there was a show on HBO called The Wire, which we we have talked about. That's a good start. Many times. <laughs> it's an excellent. But you've premise. just now made it all the way through the entire series, right? Finally. Well, just Pretty now recently. being about five months ago since we've been putting it <laughs> off. But yes, it's uh, more recently than we have. Pretty recently, yes. Uh, I think I was a couple months behind uh, Mark on it. Right. You have it pulled up as well. I or, don't. Or just Dollhouse. I probably won't. Um. As far as quality of show, <clears throat> I think we made it pretty well known on the show that we all like the Shield quite a bit. Um, I don't know if we made it quite as well known that at least at least me and Mark, I think Dave liked it, but me and Mark really liked The Sopranos. Right. Um, Dave didn't even finish The Sopranos. That's true. I loved The Sopranos for a few seasons, and then I just kind of got tired of it. But yeah. at this point, don't you shouldn't you finish it since it's out of DVD? I, my life has went on. Without so, any ill effect from not having seen the last couple you episodes. Have, you have AIDS now. That's because <laughs> you didn't finish The Sopranos. That is a I side watched, effect. It is kind of weird that I watched every episode except the last half of the last season. Yes, that right. is kind of strange. But I, I, the last season beat me down. The, the first, first half of the last yes, season was terrible. Was not the first good. half was what the first half of Heroes was this time. Right. It just beat me down enough. The second half is probably like almost how, made me not watch it anymore. how Heroes sounds as well. Hopefully it is. Maybe I'll watch it sometime. It's pretty good. And it's, now you have Sopranos AIDS. So. Way to go. <laughs> but um, I love The Sopranos. I loved it. But yeah, okay. you know what? If you loved it, then you would finish it. I out. probably should finish it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I saw the very final scene. I know how it ends. Okay, well, you can There's see still that plenty the in the middle there. Show, though. <clears throat> okay, well. That being said, I would say uh, for me personally, The Wire is right up there with those shows. Um, I'm not sure The Wire might what even shows? be. We talked about only The Sopranos and Heroes, The Shield. Did we say The Shield? Yes, yeah. we did. Okay. I started off by saying, you know uh, okay. that we not, like the shield. I'm not paying attention to you. So just <laughs> okay, go on. well, there you go. Well, then you shouldn't ask questions. Just of go me. on. Um, He's just going to randomly ask random questions. That have nothing to do with anything we've talked about. Is a crocodile, Mile? <laughs> what is a zebra? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. It's like a horse with stripes, Mark. And horse with stripes. Is it like he's at a distinct man? advantage since he has the Wikipedia and we don't. Right. I know. He's going to ask questions that he can look the answer up to, and we're, <laughs> He'll answer detail. we're, we're lost. <laughs> Who was second grip on episode eight in season one? Oh, we have a, we have a, we have a drink spit up. <laughs> You're not a real fan. <laughs> All right. You answer that. You don't know anything. So when did we last speak of The Wire? Was it season two for you or season three? I don't know that we spoke of it. We spoke of it at one point. On the show we did? Yeah. Okay, well, let's say it was season two. Okay, we'll go with season two. <laughs> So let, let us speak of seasons three through five. <laughs> speak. All of them. All of them, to me, uh, are all excellent. I would put The Wire as... It's maybe my favorite show of all time. You know, The Shield, really? the Shield and Sopranos are really good, but really? The Wire has so many layers to it and has done so well. Really? Yes. Okay, really. Um, that I think it may be my favorite show ever. Wow. <clears throat> For that's me... A, that's a bold claim. That the bold first claim. season... It's good serving. The first season and the fourth season are a little bit weaker, but they're all really good. Say first and fourth? Yes. Which so, was, okay, so the first season was about... Okay, the first season's basically a straight police case about 
a uh, a drug gang, the Barksdale organization. If you haven't heard, if you haven't watched The Wire, then you probably need to shut this off because I'm not holding back on any spoilers. <laughs> um, it's about Avon Barksdale's uh, drug ring, and it's about uh, I guess mainly it's McNulty and Bunk, and there, there's some other people, Gregs, and a couple other people, Daniels. Um, it's this new it's this new team, this new team that's been put together to basically attack this problem. They're surve- treated kind of like shit. They're a surveillance team. It's yeah. a surveillance team um, to fight the drugs in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're kind of treated like shit. They're given subpar people. Daniels is actually, uh, I forget who he's played by. Uh, but uh, Lance Reddick. Yeah, Lance Reddick. He is the head. He's the lieutenant of this team. Uh, of a bunch of fuck ups who are set out to. Uh, what are they called in the show? They have a certain <clears throat> name for their group. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember either. But um, we're terrible fans. Yeah, I'm actually rewatching season one now, so I should know that, but I still don't. And and the thing about his character was that who's uh, Lance Reddick's character yeah. is that there's some sort of corruption in his past. I don't think they ever really get into. They it never get much, into it in the whole series. But he's basically trying to redeem himself so he can climb the police ladder. And so yes. he gets to redeem himself. He takes this job with this group. So with this group of fuck ups. Yes. Um, and basically, this has been brought to light. Uh, McNulty, played by again, I don't know who. Um, Dominic West. Dominic West. Yes. Um, he's kind of a fuck up in his own right, and he really doesn't give a shit about authority. So he, he thinks he's the baddest he's of a, badass detectives. Exactly. Well, and he's a good cop. He's, he he's a good. He's cop. really good at what he does, but. He's the number he's, one. He's cop. a total fuck up yes. as far as he's the number one cop. Following rules, his life, his home life, everything. He sacrifices everything else for because the job. he loves being a cop so exactly. much. Because he not loves being a cop. He loves just solving. Yeah, he loves solving the the crimes or whatever. Absolutely. So this particular season starts out with him going to his judge friend. And season three. This season one. Season one. Uh, Season three. I thought we were going back. I'm sorry. I thought we talked about season three. My apologies. No, that's cool. Anyways. Anyway, he goes to his drug friend. You know, I'm not going to go through everything, but this is how the se- go, this whole series starts. Go through everything. Um, you know, he talks to his judge friend about this issue that he has because his ooh, his superiors um, don't want to listen to him, so it kind of forces their hand. They kind of create this team out of that just to have something going on mm-hmm. to uh, combat this problem. So the first season's basically about that and basically about the fact that you... Don't get your, you know, most police cases aren't wrapped up with a nice pretty bow, which is which is one of the nice things about this series, because uh, there's a lot of loose ends left open on it. Then you get to season two, and you have a total shift. Right. Um, you still have what's left of the Barksdale organization after the bus, the drug trade. Yeah. Yes, it, it's mainly the Barksdale organization though right. that you're focusing on, led by Stringer Bell, who's played by uh, I don't remember his name. His name is kind of. Different. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I don't Isa, Liza. I can't remember. Idris Elba. That's it. There you go. He's. Well, yeah, uh, I'm a real fan. Going to be on the office. He is uh, this year, by the way. <clears throat> but um, anyway, you have that element going on, and then on top of that, you bring in the dock workers uh, with this it's union boss, right. um, and the issues that the Baltimore docks are having, and the changing times, basically. Right. The times they are changing, <clears throat> and some of the corrupt type things they're doing. But just at the same to save time, their jobs, though, not not to. It's relatable crime. story because yeah. Because they're doing it to save their jobs. Right. Um, so you have that storyline on top of this one. The third season goes on to, um, you know, innovative, I would say an innovative way to handle the some drug problem. Them, well, some of them, uh, the doc one, are not just doing it to save their job. You also have the doc guys that are okay, the in main with the guy. Russian smoke. No, I'm just saying yeah. they, they tie all the storylines in because you have 
the drug dealers who are buying their drugs from the Russian guys or whatever. The then Greeks. you have the, the, the Greeks. Greeks yeah. yeah. Then you have the dock workers who are smuggling stuff in for the Greeks. Right. Yeah. So they're kind of they kind of tie it all in together still, which but is cool. They're doing it to pay their own workers. Ultimately, <laughs> the dock workers are. Except some of the younger dock workers. Yeah, they're the just doing ones it to make money. I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, you know, and that's again, that's one of the best things about this show is that. They have really good consistency, yeah. and they tie all their storylines together, and they build the new elements, and it doesn't take away from it. Season three, again, is a you know, it's an innovative approach to the drug trade on your regular city streets. Yeah, they basically they, set up a little Amsterdam area, right? Uh, in and Baltimore. it also looks at the mayoral race at the same time. Yeah, you have that going on, and then you have the political angle going on, right? And you have the drug trade still going on, of course, right. other than just in this and area. Every yeah, every season basically focuses on an area, a major area of Baltimore. Yes. Season one is the drugs. Season two is docs. Season three is uh, politics. Poli- politics and yeah, you know. And you have in, the. In of course, place. that is affecting politics because this is happening under the incumbent mayor's watch. Right. And, well, yeah, and you have the whole storyline of all of a sudden crime is dropping yeah the drug stuff is getting better and they're like what the hell's going on this is impossible yeah exactly because you have the one percent decline and then yeah yeah the he, one major that's doing this one yeah, thing the major and, yeah which who which his storyline's cool because he's funny yeah he's by the book his yeah. whole life basically until that yeah but he's not seeing any difference being made at yeah, all absolutely and so he wants to do this just crazy idea he has yep and it's totally not by the book at all. Mm. And it kind Which, of all ties in. And it does very well. And again, it shows this season shows political pressure because you have the incumbent mayor who at first thinks, well, maybe this is a good idea. Maybe we should let it go a little bit. It's actually cleaning up the streets. It's actually getting people some rehabilitation. It's actually keeping people clean. And then he realizes, damn, this is going to be a lot of political pressure. Yeah. So they go in there and they bust it all up. And, of course, uh, Coleman's story, you know, he gets busted, or he gets knocked down to lieutenant and gets fired. Well, he, I mean, um, does he resign, or does he get fired? No, he gets fired. Does he gets he? released. I couldn't remember. Um, you know, after having this great idea that, quite frankly, I think is a good idea. Absolutely. If people really enact this. that was Three was one of my favorites. Two and three are probably my favorite seasons. I agree. Because three, you have a lot more Omar, which is probably one of my favorite characters in any mm-hmm. TV show ever. And you have the way Stringer Bell gets taken out at the end of that season, well, it, which is so over the top and insane, and it was unexpected to me, the way and, that they did it. And season three also shows how the Barksdale crew has, since season one, has kind of been falling apart. Because Avon got arrested in the first season. Right, and Marlo Stanfield comes in and kind of it shows yeah. his his very quickly, uh, very quick seizure of their territory. You have that, and then on top of that, you also have Stringer trying to go legit, right. kind of, who's actually the head of this whole organization, so... That doesn't help anything. Right. Um, and I think it's either near the, the end of three or four when Barksdale actually gets out. I think it's... No, it's the end of three because Stringer's yeah. still alive. Right. Um, and you kind of see the two conflicting ideologies going on there because, you know, he had D'Angelo killed in prison and all that other stuff that's going and on. Avon so. is okay with going straight at first, but then he sees... Yeah. He likes to go to the mattresses. Right. Avon's exactly. old school. He likes the streets. Stringer yeah. sees the business element of this right. whole deal, so it's kind of an interesting conflict there. Then four, you take Colvin. I think I said Coleman. Yeah, oh, it's Colvin. Colvin. You take him into season four He's as a fired. mentor role. Right. Uh, and we go into schools right. on season four. Um, which, again, we have the politics of um, Carcetti getting elected. Right. And now he has to deal with the school budget, which is greatly underfunded. Yeah. Or it's over budget and It's underfunded. about campaign promises that he can't keep. Right. Uh, on top of, yeah, school issues. You have, um, again, I'm terrible with names, the guy who... Who's terrible in the first couple of seasons? Is this when he becomes the teacher? Becomes a teacher, yeah. Oh, um, you know Pre- what I'm talking. Prez. 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 
Prez is a terrible cop, yeah. but ends up being a great teacher. And right. you see that well, in season four. He's not a terrible cop. He's a, a terrible normal cop, he's but a, he's yeah. a great. He's a great analyst. He's a great, he's a great analyst. analyst. Yeah. He's yeah. a terrible street cop. Right. Um, he's, he's not. He just but shoots the shit out of him. In this season, they've shut down that whole squad, yeah, right? shut that's down why, the whole squad at the end of season three. That's why he becomes a teacher, because he doesn't yeah. want to go back to normal cop Well, work. he gets he, fired, because what does he do at season three that he gets fired? He, he shot, like, shoots three an undercover cop. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. 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 He kills an undercover cop, actually. Yeah. Um, McNulty decides after season three, I forget exactly why, but he ends up going back to street duty. Because that, no, that well, whole... He gets married to, uh, what's her name, the dock worker. I don't think he's married to her. No, in one, one of them... He, at one point, they're, toge- they're together. Eventually, they're together in yeah. four. At one point, McNulty gets fucked, and he gets put on boat duty. Remember? Yeah. That was season two. That was season two. Um, but season three, I think... Is that when he meets think- the dock workers? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think three is when uh, everything kind of fell apart, and so he wanted, yeah. to, he wanted to step back. A.K.A. he goes reason. to film 300, the movie. <laughs> well, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, you have the school element and all facets of school. Right. And you still have everything else. You see the the Marlowe's taking over, and you see the drug trade and mm-hmm. how that's working, how they recruit the young people. And um, <clears throat> it's a pretty interesting story of stacking all these dead bodies and all these abandoned uh, housing and all this other stuff. And yeah. how homicide cops don't really want to deal with that many homicides, so they keep putting it off once it's actually mm-hmm. discovered. And so four four is good. Well, and um, at the same time, because so now you have Omar in full effect. Oh yeah, Omar's in full effect. Proposition Joe, who was a rival to both the Stan the Stanfield crew and, or, I'm sorry, to the Barksdale crew and the Stanfield crew. Proposition now, Joe is now dealing with Stanfield. Right. Constantly. He's also trying to make his own power play by forming a coalition of drug dealers. Absolutely, he wants to keep himself relevant. Right. Um, yeah, and Omar is just interesting because he just robs everybody. That's yeah. a, that's a yeah, drug yeah. dealer. He doesn't rob like a regular guy. Not Omar, Omar's Marlo. Marlo's the uh, Omar's the Robin Hood. Right. Yeah. Marlo is the the biggest badass drug dealer. Anyways. Exactly. He's the new Avon at this point. Right. Um, and he's and pretty much makeup. he's pretty much the new Avon through the end of the season right. or through the end through of the, the series. series. Yeah. Um. But uh, okay, you have that, and then the season five, you have newspapers. You have the Baltimore Sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, reporting on, you know, it's talking about the newspaper decline in the current economies, and uh, you still have all the other facets yeah. that we've been building it's on. Weaving all everything, seasons. politics, the schools didn't show up, the, yeah, the drug trade, and then you weave in the papers, yeah, which it's all about, like you said, they're declining relevancy in, in culture, making up stories, you and know, plagiarism is a big. McNulty's thing. actually using the papers to get some homicide investigation money that he's actually mm-hmm. doling out to everybody. Um, he goes kind of crazy. He goes he's like kinda setting crazy. up fake murders. Yeah, and he sets up fake murders. Um, but again, to, it's back to drinking. But again, it's for yeah. He's full the on point back of to doing alcoholic. good police work. Yeah, he's that's always his motivation. He's, yeah, he but he's he, so self destructive in getting there yeah. that that's that's always his character's plight in the whole thing. Um, and you know, it concludes with Greg's, who's been his good friend this whole time, actually turned him and and Lester Freeman, who. In the beginning of the series, everyone thinks it's just this loser that sits around and paints furniture all the time. He ends up being a great investigator on his own right. Right. Um, they both get into this fake murder thing, and then, again, Greg's is one of the other people. She's the uh, lesbian cop that's in the mix with everybody else in this unit when it's reformed. And she turns them in, and they get fired, and mm. that's kind of how that ends. Uh, the way Omar went out frustrated the hell out of me but some little again, kid just popping in the back of the head i understand why they did it yeah it's very it's realistic. i agree with dave why couldn't they just let him win why do yeah. they have to go with the realism uh angle um 
But because life isn't satisfying. I don't like that they. I that's love, just a nice love, overview. Love, 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 love the show. Uh, I wish they wouldn't have killed so many of the good characters off, like Prop Joe and Omar, the blind bartender. Yeah, they killed so many of the really good characters. The way that the you Prop love. Joe went out was pretty bad too. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember how he went out. How did he go? Out? You don't remember uh, Marlo? Just was that in the kitchen? Was Marlo just kitchen? killed him. Yeah, 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 yeah had yeah. his guy kill him. Like yeah. I'll take you out nicely, but he still has him killed. Yeah. And, you know, I thought that was interesting also. Marlo's character, he's trying to go straight at the end, and then he ends up going down on the street and beating some people up to show he's a tough ass yeah. just because he can't get out of that mindset. Well, that, um, And then the person we haven't even talked about that's great through this whole series is Bubbles. Yeah. Um, excellent you know, excellent job. Like, excellent actor, first of all. Yeah. And his story is so... It's dark, but it's very riveting. It's dark, but it's it's probably motivational if you're really a drug addict. Well, Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. One of the best parts of this whole series is... You have your main characters that are all great, yeah. but you have some of the best supporting characters mm-hmm. that have great storylines, real in-depth storylines, almost every one of them. Yeah. So there's no shallow characters, even no. the smallest drug dealer on the streets they give a storyline to. Well, even the little they, eight-year-old kid. Yeah, and they the follow one, yeah. it all yeah. throughout. And you have great characters. You have Omar. You have the lesbian cop. Yep. You have... Daniels, they all have their own unique storyline. Yeah, the prosecutor together. Daniels with. Yeah, and it's they're all just great characters. Yeah, that yeah. white cop that's a, kind of a douchebag. And they're all conflicted. The sergeant. Yeah. You have all these people that, yeah. You have almost, I don't think there's, is there even one character or bad actor on there in the whole series I don't, that you, know, you I really can't, have a big problem with? I no. mean, no, not at all. I mean, the bad actors are the young kids, but they're young kids, and you know what? For they young play kids, young they kids fine, really though. well. Yeah, yeah, that's I what mean, they are. Well, and the, the teenagers, some of them are the best. Some yeah. of them are really good. Like, like Rand, they, uh, Randy was very good. Dookie. There's a perfect, was good. perfect yeah. example of a very sad storyline, yeah, as it turns out. That's another thing I like about it is that everything isn't wrapped up neat and tidy well, in a bow it's very realistic especially Randy in season 4 or 5 when they show him when he's at the uh, he's moved out of his, his mother's house or his grandmother's house or whatever yeah. his, his foster mom's house and he's at that home and he's getting about I mean, to get his ass kicked he's, yeah, that, yeah that's well, just such a and Randy gets his ass kicked for being a good guy yeah. <laughs> that's the whole problem what I love is like you say they don't wrap it up with a bow and make it all nice and tidy yeah. but they do finish out almost every story oh, yeah, line, yeah, which yeah, is great yeah every you know story. what happened everybody yeah, right. they wrap but, everything up they don't always make it good but yeah they wrap it up, which like very few series have ever, have ever done. And I was yeah. going to say, yeah, you are very satisfied at the conclusion mm-hmm. of how everything's going to go. And uh, yeah, you know, the that only, cannot be said for Sopranos. The only, the only guy I thought that could have used uh, a little more character or, or plot justice was was Herc. I thought that they took him t- out of the police game a he little the, too early. The white guy that we were talking about. I yeah, he's the kind yeah. of fuck-up cop who... Yeah. Ends up getting busted out of the. Of it ends the up seeing the mayor getting sucked off, and yeah. then almost gets a good job out of that. But then they get a new mayor, so yeah. he goes in private security because he's with the, uh, with the lawyer. Yeah, he's with uh, the lawyer who works for the drug dealers. The lawyer who works for the drug dealers, yeah. and and I, he's kind of a douchebag near the end. But I, I thought they could have used him more. Like he wasn't used enough towards the end, and I didn't feel like he got enough justice. Yeah, I think he he served his purpose. Um, but you know they could have done a little more for him. Um. I don't know. It, it's you're absolutely right. I, I it's, it's hard for me to say it's my favorite series of all time. Yeah. But man, it is up there in my top five. There's no doubt. One of your best recommendations ever, Dave. Have to say, you're probably welcome. your best. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, it's up there for me with with Firefly. Great series. You know, it's it's such a complex series, but it's so realistic, and you get and, a satisfying ending. Maybe not satisfying, but you get an ending for every character. And to me, Shield's great. Yeah. It's a great show. It's one of the best shows right. ever. But the thing about The Wire is 
They made it so great without having to have all the excitement that the shield. Yeah, has it wasn't in. the well, wire. You can go several episodes without a shootout, without yeah. anything crazy happening. It wasn't cliffhanger. It's still intense. There wasn't a cliffhanger at the end of every episode. It's not a cliffhanger type show yeah. at all. There's the occasional show where a big event happens and it's over. Yeah, but it's not. It's not like oh my god, what's going to happen the yeah. next week? Because I, mean, I think the closest thing is when Kima gets shot. Yeah, you know? yeah, they don't kill off like they don't have to kill off one of the main characters to get a rise out of you. Yeah. Exactly. It's not sensationalistic. Exactly. And, and no maybe, sensation, but maybe great. Why, yeah, yeah, maybe that's why I didn't get the credit it really deserved, you know, from the yeah. public. Because it's, because it's actual smart television, which yeah, is sad. God, God forbid. The American public sucks when it comes to TV, unfortunately. You but, know, and The Shield's somewhat deeper than some shows, too. That's probably why it didn't get near the audience. I definitely would put The Wire above The Shield for me, also. I think so, too. In the I end, love The Shield, but yeah. I don't love The Shield. Like, like I can already I love The Shield, the but... When I discovered The Wire and yeah. watched season one, I watched it in like a couple days. Yeah. Watched season two within a couple days of that. Yeah. Season three within a few days of that. For like, me, that's how The Sopranos was when I first watched it. Yeah. But The, the, the I, Wire is above The Sopranos. The Wire I discovered during the time when Lauren was working overnights yeah. for a bank. Chopper Lauren. And so on the weekend, she would be gone like the entire weekend all night long. Yeah. I literally would. I started it. And I stayed up all night, all into the next day, just and watched it straight through. Yeah. I freaking loved it. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was a great series. And now, see, I started doing that. The for me, I don't know why, but it took me about six episodes of the first season to really get into it. Mm-hmm. I actually watched the first one or two, and I was like, nah, I don't know, this is all right. I'll, I'm going to keep with it. But then once it, I don't know what it was about halfway through the first season, I was really rolling with it after that. And like I say, I think two and three are. Two and three and five are just absolutely incredible to me, and one and four are really, really, really great. I like rewatching one has li- been good. I like my favorite season was still two. Yeah, um, and I really like season five, and yeah. maybe that's just the whole newspaper angle. And three is so good too, though. With the three's good with the whole drug setup and the I don't know, man. But I, I love season two. Maybe it's because it was more blue collar common man. But and it's got Omar versus the fake Malcolm X guy. I don't yeah. know who you Which, really call that him. guy. By the way, fake Malcolm X. Um, yeah. You know, Islam guy. Yeah. He was not used nearly enough. Yeah. Like I didn't think, he, like if he had been in more episodes, like let's say ten more episodes, that yeah. would have been too much. Yeah. But he still didn't. Like I didn't feel he got the the justice he deserved. Which guy y'all talking the, about? He and Omar's conflict was great. The guy that they brought in, he was a specialist hitman. He was Avon's guy. Avon brought him in. I can't remember his name, but Bowtie guy. Yeah, yeah, brother, brother something. Yeah. yeah. And his his dynamic with his little sidekick guy. Was so great, yeah. Well, and I loved the. I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of the the chick enforcer. Her character kind of beat me every Kiva once in a while. I liked her a lot. No, no, no. The uh, no, no, no. Talking about the guy who the, the, oh, the gangster, the Snoop. gangster short chick. Yeah, Snoop. yeah. I didn't really like. She her was that much okay. Either. She was probably my le- one of my least favorite. But I I loved her partner. He was awesome. The quiet yeah. guy that was just a badass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was. But she wasn't a bad actress. No, I just didn't like her character. Terrible, yeah, although, I just didn't like the character that Although, much. she has one of the funniest scenes in the series when she goes to buy a nail gun. Yeah, yeah. And she's talking about that's how That's the first can, episode of season yes, four. That's one of the best uh, scenes of the series. Outside of the fuck season, or the fuck episode, or the fuck scene in episode... Sorry, season one. What? <laughs> the fuck scene. Where they say the fuck the whole time in yes. the scene. For like it's five not a, minutes. It's not a fuck scene. Yeah, that's hilarious. They're, they're going yeah. around a crime scene. Yeah. Just kind of looking at him and uh, Bunk. 
McNulty and Bunk are going around the crime scene trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And they're, they don't they're say one word except fuck. fuck the whole time. Like, yeah. Fuck. Well, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. I don't think a well was even in it. I think yeah, it was all F-bombs. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. It was so about them when I really got into the first season, too. I think that was maybe the third or fourth episode. And I love that they bring that original, you know, that when they're looking through that house, that comes back like three seasons later randomly. Yeah. When you have that murder and they're like, oh, it's the murder of this person that was murdered and it's that house they did the fuck scene in. Yeah. So long ago, they like bring it back a long time ago. That's true. You want to play this scene real quick? Yeah, go for it. All right. Okay, so maybe we could have cut this a little bit, but we don't know. She's looking for, she's holding a nail gun. This gangster chick, which kind of looks like crisscross from back in the day. I see you got the DeWalt cordless, your nail gun, DeWalt 410. Yeah, the trouble is, you leave it in the trunk for a while, need to step up and use the bitch. The battery don't hold up, you know? Yeah, cordless will do that. You might want to consider the powder-actuated tool. The Hilti DX460MX or the Simpson PTP. These two are my Cadillacs. Everything else on this board is second best, sorry to say. Are you contracting or just doing some work around the house? No, we work all over. Full time? No, we had about five jobs last month. At that rate, the cost of the powder-actuated guns justifies itself. You say powder? Powder. Like gunpowder. Yeah. The DX460 is fully automatic with a 27 caliber charge. Wood, concrete, steel to steel. She'll throw a fastener into anything. And for my money, she handles recoil better than the Simpson or the P3500. Now, you understand what I mean by recoil? Yeah, the kickback. I wish. That's right. 27 caliber, huh? Not large ballistically, but for driving nails, it's enough. Any more than that, you'd add to the recoil. Man, shit. I say no tiny-ass 22 well-nosed dropping nigga plenty of days, man. Motherfuckers get up there, you like a pinball. Rip your ass up. Big joints, though? Big joints, man. Just break a bone, you just say, fuck it. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go with this right here, man. How much I owe you? 669 plus tax. No, no, you, you just pay at the register. No, man, you go ahead and handle that for me, man. <laughs> and keep the rest for your time. This is $800. So what, man? You earned that bump like a motherfucker, man. Keep that shit. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, that was one of the scenes. And basically, they're using <laughs> the nail guns. Is The whole plot is they're, they're, they're killing people, and they're hiding the bodies by putting them in old dilapidated houses. Yeah, that's and what I was talking about. They basically do like the city does and they nail boards over the door so nobody ever finds them. Yeah. So that's what she's getting a nail gun for. But yeah. That's the four or five jobs a month. <laughs> yeah, that's the four or five jobs a month, right? <laughs> yeah. So it, it was a great series. It's it's on my all-time favorite TV series now, ever. Yeah. Don't be thrown off. If you ever watch this show, do not be thrown off by the intro credits. <laughs> <laughs> the song is okay. The quality of the intro credits is some of the worst of any yeah. show of all time. It looks yeah. like it was done by like a high schooler in his AV audio you know what? video It's class. really bad about season four where they have a, it looks like a camera phone went up a bunch <laughs> of wires and they have like a little small flashlight. But you know what? They spent the money where it should have been spent on the casting. 
you know, and I do find it interesting, quite frankly, the song that's playing in the background is that is the opening song right. that they have five different versions of it. Yeah, which yeah. I thought, I thought was that really was kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, but yes, the the intro credit camera quality is <laughs> terrible in yeah. some of, and it gets worse. The show stays the same great quality, but the intro gets worse as every season <laughs> goes on. That's why they cut the budget. Yeah, because well, they try to include because now. The old intro doesn't make as much sense anymore. Yeah. So they try to include some scenes from the newer episodes, and they don't look right at all. Yeah, and they'll keep like a random one from yeah you know, from one of the old ones. Or four <laughs> it's or hilarious. Yeah, especially when you get to five, it's really bad. But um, overall, I got to give it like two so, huge flaming thumbs with a big, I don't know, electric blue, blue dong between blue, the two of them. Blue dong. <laughs> <laughs> so, Whatever the biggest okay. best rating you can who, give a show. Who okay? Who would you say is your favorite character from the show? <coughs> You have to pick one. Man, that is that's a tough thing. Because hmm. <laughs> there's there's a lot you know, of characters. I well, would probably say Omar. He's probably my favorite character. That might sound obvious, but I really really like his character. Oh man, I would almost say McNulty. I love McNulty, but I don't know. I w- I'm gonna have to say McNulty with you know that one B being being uh, Omar. I like McNulty, but. I don't know. I, I just like Omar better. Yeah, I would say it's Omar, and then a close second is um, old... Uh, Freeman? Yeah, Freeman. He's, I like Lester Freeman quite too. a bit, too. Um, and, you know, I really like Bonk, too. Yeah, <laughs> as a, Bonk as a is up there, character. Too. I love them all, but yeah. Yeah. Omar is just such a badass. He is such a badass. Bonk is still my favorite when he's having the affair with the chick randomly. That's season and one. He's, yeah. He's, yeah, season one, he's stuck on the crapper, and he can't get off like because he's so drunk. Yeah. That is one of the funny... Season one has <laughs> some of the really, really excellent... Uh, the scenes. guy who plays Bubbles, I saw an, uh, an extra feature uh, on season five because when the series was done, I, w- I had... Uh, you know, like sad Snoopy song playing. So I wanted to look at some other things about it. And he was talking about how they were talking to dudes on the street and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm badass like Omar. And they go, how about when he deep kisses a dude? Like, well, <laughs> not that part, not that part, but I got the trench coat and shit. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, that, that was a... A badass, a badass gay dude like that. I don't know, man. It's just also, so different. Also like <clears throat> that I, I found this out afterwards, but the guy that created the show yeah. was a police... Writer for a newspaper for David, the Sun, I believe. Yeah. Simon and he and it's. I just think it's so cool. That, that's why they were saying it's one of the more realistic shows because yeah, he wrote about a lot of the stuff that he puts in the show. Yeah, and I thought it was awesome that they had the whole season about the newspapers and that's what he was doing. Yeah, and he said on an interview I saw he was like, and in the show that season is about the newspapers cutting their budget. Yeah, and having to make huge job cuts and people getting laid off. Yeah, and he With- was saying he was one of the original people that was a part of the first time when a big newspaper had to do that i remember there was a cop beat writer in season five that got cut yeah which was probably his story almost i I love that yeah yeah that was that was really good yeah and uh david simon is the one who created we're speaking of he's actually got a new series coming out well he did generation kill which was a mini series that was the iraqi it was a once it was a one season tv series didn't last on hbo he wrote it with Ed Burns, also from The Wire. Uh, um, but he's also working on Tream, which is... I'm not real sure about this project, because it's not about crime. It's about musicians in post-Katrina New Orleans. Hmm. Yeah. Could be I, good. I, I, it could be. I'll watch it because it's David Simon. Yeah. But I don't have a lot of hope. Like, I want to see David Simon writing crime, like he did with Homicide, which he did with The Corner, which he did with Homicide, and which he did with Generation And, Cr- and here's Kill. a tease. Just because one writer does well on one thing... 
Firefly and Serenity. Doesn't mean he does great on everything. Dollhouse. And speaking of that... So, uh, anyway, y'all, everybody gives it huge blue flames. Yes, blue, like propane flames <laughs> up. Yeah, okay. like big explosion themes, flames, themes and flames. I'm up. just going to set my whole arm on fire and hold them <laughs> right, up in the air. Set my whole body on fire. I'm like a, Tibet, so much I like I'm like a Tibetan monk in front of a Chinese tank <laughs> is what, I'm, what I am. That's right, I said it. You did say Make it. Make fun of history. <laughs> Now so, we go to the other side of television. So now we're going to talk about a series that is we've long promised to review. The fans have demanded we review Dollhouse. And we'll review it until it's gone, which Maybe. may not Maybe be next week. too much longer. Could be any week now. But this is, uh, this is the series Dollhouse from... Which was uh, co-created by Joss Whedon. Are and you serious? Just shut up, Thomas. And Elijah Dushku. <laughs> Elijah Dushku, of course, played Faith on the Buffy series, and she had another series on Fox, which I don't remember, and was in uh, Bring It On. Yeah. Um, not all that. Not not a lot of you <laughs> she's know. She's all right. She's looking. all right. She was great in Buffy, and uh, in her limited time in Angel. Um, you talking but, about Dushku? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, I missed that for some reason. But. Uh, they came up with the series together. They, she had she had a holding deal with Fox, and that her and Whedon came up with this project at lunch one day. Awful. And the premise of the show is there is a a house full of humans, which have no personality oh. can essentially. We, can and you they find are, a good medium and the music? It's no, just a little bit too loud. Still, <laughs> then it goes oh, off. Uh, there right there. They're programmed week Awful. to week for new missions, and they're controlled by a awful a. a Organization which they are purchased by millionaires and billionaires for whatever they want: sexy time, assassinations, safe cracking somewhere in, which, yeah, sing with someone, train okay. someone to sing, so, be a protector. So I didn't maybe pay that much attention to all the setup of this, right? Well, but there was a I lot the, giving. I get the gist of the show. I right. understand what's about. And I never watched the first. How episode. exactly? Does this random corporation get access to these broke down the dumb bitch? Well, okay. People. So the premise is, and the, and here's the conflict: is that we're we mostly focus on Echo, who is Eliza Dushku, and we know from the beginning that she is some sort of troubled college student, and she signs up for this to pay her debts. Whatever those debts are, we don't know right now. Can you just put that on loop or something? I can't. It's oh. not really that functional. <laughs> um, so we know that much. Most of them, as we're supposed to understand, are volunteers. But in the bags. most recent episode where she's a safecracker, there's some indication that they may not all be volunteers. Douche. They may Douche. have just been some sort of slavery. Tricked. And so yeah. at, at the beginning of every episode, they get... Dushku was a volunteer. Right, yeah. Right. They get they get a new personality, and at the end, it's wiped. And so it's a new story every week, and it's very much a procedural. And I'm going to stop. Okay, yeah, that's a little annoying. Um, <laughs> hey, not, as, not quite as long or as good as the... Right. Uh, <laughs> as the wire themes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'll just do this. We gotta, let's recap the first four very just go briefly. Back to this. <laughs> the the first episode was the Echo character assumes the personality of a hostage negotiator. Why? The second episode is <laughs> he never knows anything. What? That's why he never knows anything. Why? Oh no, because he's he's an idiot. Um, let's talk about the first episode from what you remember. Um, I didn't watch the first one. I just well, watched the recap watched in the beginning it. of the Okay, so yeah. she's basically a hostage negotiator. For me, this was not a great pilot. It was the second attempt Horse at a pilot bank. for the show. Um, Fox came back and fucked things up per usual and said, <laughs> we need something more blah, blah, blah. I don't know. More sucky? <laughs> Obviously. 
And this is a little too good. Can we turn the good down? Yeah, right. We don't want to really commit to this show. Oh, you know, I forgot to mention that. We're putting on Fridays. Don't you you understand what we're going to do here? Um, Tomoa Pinnikett, a.k.a. Hilo from Battlestar, plays an FBI agent in this show who's trying to figure out what the dollhouse is. He's a bit of a fuck-up in the FBI, and he's trying to really track down this, and nobody believes him. So what did you think of the first episode, Dave? From what you remember. Um, Oh, my God. That tastes like like black pepper. Extremely predictable. The first episode? Yeah. I mean, it just... It it just doesn't... it To me, it didn't have anything that really made me think this is going to be a great it's show. The, right. it's the, it's it was like, you know, you got... You've done... This has been done before. The broke-down person that signs up with the FBI or, you know, the secret agency right. or whatever. It's been done before on TV. It's been done before... Alias. Yeah. Lafem Nikita. It's Triple X. Cleopatra 25 It's been done a lot. Right. <clears throat> Hercules. So this isn't anything that really that new. Hercules. Xena. Which, by the way, totally derailed side note. There's like a new Hercules-type show that they're trying to... Uh, they're actually trying to advertise. I need to go look it up, but it, it looks like one of those things that'll be on like it. Like in the mid nineties, Saturday yeah. afternoon at two. Um, was it Legend of the Seeker? Something. Yeah, Legend of the Seeker. There it is. Dude, yeah, it's based on my favorite series of books ever. Which is really like, the show is terrible. Okay, it's based on the uh, Sword of Truth novels. Okay, by. Uh, so his name exist. his name totally just went out of my head. Right. But, but so you gave the show a chance because of the yeah I did because okay. it has all the characters I love from the books. Yeah. I've heard I've heard it's worth a Hulu watch whilst you're working. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's. It's 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 made by the same people that did Xena, okay. and that's why it looks the same. Okay, right. I was gonna say it looks like something it's like made I said, by the same Saturday people. afternoon at two. I miss those shows. Or Sunday night at Terry one Goodkind. in the morning. Terry that, Goodkind. Books. I will say that that was a a golden era of television, but that was a unique era of television when you had like the Crow, the series that was the on Crow, Sunday night at twelve thirty. Hercules, Xena, Total <laughs> Total Recall, Babylon Five got that hey, kind of treatment. You shut the fuck up with if Babylon you, Five. Hey, that was a great the, series. Hey, it I'm saying get, no. It didn't get. It did not get Saturday afternoon treatment. It got it Saturday was, night treatment. At Abilene, it was on Saturday. You, it was on total, Sunday night, or it was on Saturday at two a.m. Okay, you total like, Recall twenty five twenty five. You like Xena Warrior Princess? Or whatever this is called. like that, but in HD. Okay, <laughs> that or Hercules? Yeah. Okay, so we've seen <laughs> yeah, that before. The, the books are awesome. Okay. One of my favorite book series ever. So not a great. Pilot. So read the book. Don't watch that. Yeah. Okay. If you like a fantasy book that's like a thousand pages per volume and there's eleven of them, go for it. <laughs> All right, is it actually completed? <laughs> for at this me, point? who doesn't read? Yeah, he's done with. Unlike it. Robert Jordan, who died before because he wrote way too many fucking books and never completed a series, and then died of like a, I don't know, ass no, cancer or something. He finished comedians. the series out. Thank God. Why does everyone die of ass cancer? Because that's the leading. It's very. That's the number one number one killer in our country. It's the number one killer of authors. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey guys, are fantasy books. If you're an author, you're always in danger. <laughs> it's the pulp. It's the pulp that gets to your asshole. I'm definitely afraid of having my ass torn out. All right. Okay. So the pilot, not great. I was not, not overly impressed by the pilot. I, the acting is not very good. Right. The, my first impressions: acting's not great, writing's not great, storyline's not great. There's very little Whedon in this series. Josh <laughs> the, Whedon in the series, in in the in the pilot at least. The quality is not great. It's okay. I should wrote looks, a forum post about that. Should pull that up. To me, it looks like because I forgot what I said. To me, the camera quality looks like WB. I disagree. I can't stand. I disagree. I. I it looks like softcore porn. It looks like angels. What it looks like. It's it's the same cameras. It's the same angels. Angel WB. WB. Well, I mean, like, okay, good point. <laughs> retard. Fuck me. Shut up. Shut up and just. You just talking. love WB. Shut up. You cannot admit no, that they I suck love- with their cameras. Well, they have a look. All their shows have the all, same look. First of all, the W the, the WB does not exist anymore. Okay, so. you know what I mean. 
it has that same cheap ass <laughs> camera quality look that I can't stand. I don't know what it is about it. I'm sure they have expensive cameras. Something about the film or the lighting or something. It's just something makes like it look cheap as it's shit. Something like Xena would have. Yes, <laughs> or her I, I, I highly disagree with that. First of all, <laughs> I, you know, you know, what I think has worse cameras. CBS because. CBS has that like Dexter, like an old person rubbed his old skin over the lens type feel to it. Everything looks like it's ancient. It's like it's being filmed through his it's like transparent it, old it, skin. Yes, exactly. <laughs> See, I don't know if it's that it's too light or too bright. I don't know something about it though. What about a light bright? Stand. <laughs> light. They need to add. Light, they need to get different. That would make the show better something. if they had light brights in it every week. But so that doesn't help my first impression of All episode right, one. Wow. It has that look that I don't like. I didn't enjoy the pilot either. I thought it could have been way better. I thought there was not enough weedening type writing in. So you're it. saying I shouldn't go back and watch the pilot? I wouldn't say that. There's not. There's <laughs> not. There's not a motivating reason to go watch it. Yeah. Really. I mean, you get the. You kind of get the point in episode two about. Let's. We'll go on to episode two here called the target, which is about out. Al- they they learn about Alpha, who was, we're guessing the primary blank slate character who decided to He's take like control. the Siler of this group. Yes. He decided to take control of his own life, and <laughs> I'm guessing downloaded multiple personalities and is now a psycho and ends up killing on, me many of the dolls, dollhouse units. Well, before Echo comes crazy. <laughs> um, but episode two is where Echo has now become the quote unquote perfect date for Richard, who is an outdoorsman, and he has he fucks her six ways from Sundays and yeah. Sunday, and then go and decides to hunt her down. Which okay, so if you haven't got this by now, basically. Every episode, some rich guy is going to hire right. one of these dolls to do something. Do something. Right. Them they never or really else. say how much they're getting paid. They always just say, it's obviously oh, your fee has just gone up or whatever. Right. You know, it's you, a dangerous they never, mission. Yeah, they never talk about money on it. Right. So she turns, they, so they program her into basically being the perfect outdoorsy woman for this guy. AKA which sex is what kitten. he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Someone that's a sex kitten that can rock climb and do everything outdoorsy. Right. Including him. Yes. Right. Which my first point that I would like to make is, which I made this with Dustin earlier, is how do all these dolls not have every STD in the book if they're just sending them out with all these millionaires that are just going to do them at the end of the night? Absolutely. Maybe they, they have could a, all be they could all be uh, crawling with disease yes. and crabs. Maybe they have a super dollhouse anti-STD. Maybe, time. maybe I don't know. Maybe when they take the brain, the, this is so ridiculous the of a show. Out. They could have that. They might have that. Maybe, maybe when they're in that uh, relaxation chamber, like. D DSTDs it cleans their vag. DSTDs, yeah, it cleans it's, the a, it's a super douche. It's just a super Did douche. I fall asleep? No. <laughs> no, we just <laughs> douche you. We just had the super douche you. <laughs> Which, you know what? Okay, the did I fall asleep thing is, I think, is a nice continuity piece for each episode. Uh, just FYI. That, I think that's an okay well, touch. Anyways. Okay, so go on. she goes on. Super the, douche. Super they, douche. They program her. She goes on this date or whatever. And one thing we didn't talk about, each each of the dolls has their own their own caretaker that is a special a handler, agent yeah. that which is very much like a watcher or, you know, or a watchman. I'm yes. just saying Joss Whedon has done that before. You know, yeah, it's kind of yeah. like the Buffy watcher. Right. But anyway, go ahead. That's not a bad thing. I'm just saying that's a so, touch of Whedon in it. Um, she so goes anyways, on the date with the dude. She goes on the date with the guy, right. but is the, he ends up turning, he basically does her and she thinks everything's going good. And then he's like, okay, well let's head back, start running. I'm going to hunt you. Yeah. So he starts going crazy, and basically it turns into that Ice T movie where <laughs> yeah, it does. where he's being hunted like where they're hunting humans. I forgot oh. what that's called, but yeah, it's exactly like that. And so then 
she's running and scared and getting shot at and she's trying to she doesn't really know that she needs to fight back but then she does and then the the handler has to come in and try to save her to run it through the woods basically that's the whole episode basically and in episode two we get introduced to sierra who is um as we find out in the the next couple episodes is kind of uh, she's a counterpart to echo and apparently she's gonna be around for a while i guess she's another doll does she come in in two i thought she came in in three she comes in at the end of two i'm sorry she she comes at the end the end of one when she is the leader of the SWAT team that busts in and saves the day. Is that the Asian-y looking chick? Yeah, the Asian-y Australian chick, yeah. Oh, is that the same person that's, that's in episode the same three person. and four? Yes, it is. Oh. Absolutely. So, She's extremely ugly. Uh, I don't she like Sierra. one of the weirdest no. faces I've ever seen. I thought episode two was extremely <laughs> disappointing. And episode three I thought was even worse. Episode, episode, three. episode three was... Terrible yeah. stage stage fright. It was written Ugh. by uh, by Marissa Tanchoran and Who Jet. And get Jet a cock written. in the head. It was <laughs> it was basically like a Britney Spears type. Um, it was they it sing was, a they sing a, so, a song called Superstar and she it had want, way too much oh terrible singing. Yeah, she like Hello. she basically wanted to kill herself because there was too much pressure. So and her manager, bloody someone bloody hires the dollhouse someone girl to, to hang out with her and, and to protect her, yes. protect her from herself and other right. people. And then there's some crazy psycho fan that yeah. she wants to kill her, and so they stop that. Well, and it was such bullshit. Through this whole thing, you have the storyline of they can't program them to I just like be badasses. Yeah. Because it'll backfire and they'll go crazy and kill everyone like or whatever. Like the Siler guy at the beginning. Yeah. So they I'm have to like, so they have name. to basically program Alpha. them with all these different people and they have to give them faults. Yeah. And that's why they have to have the Watcher because they're not perfect. They're not actually that badass. They're right. just kind of normal. Awful. Which kind of is retarded. Yes. Like you're paying all this money for someone that is not that awesome. Yeah. Awful. That always has to be saved so far in you. every episode by their person Awful. that's handling them. That. What's I so awesome about it? <laughs> Why do they pay all this money? Yes. Why are they spending time programming these people that are not that awesome? Well, in, so in the, there was a positive about episode three in that we find out that one of the characters who is working with the yeah. FBI agent is not what he said. That was a small twist. A but, small twist, which, you know, is a, which is a pleasant like surprise. like one of the best things in this show. Right. That, that, that small one little piece. kind of bullshit well, twist <laughs> is one of the best things of the whole show. And I want to say it was in episode three also that we find out that maybe Echo is retaining some of her memories. Although that comes, yeah. that comes into play really in episode four uh, called Gray Hour, which is the best episode seen so far. Um, yeah, which is it where was, episode four one. is the best one so far, which has stepped it up a little bit. It, it, I thought quite a bit, actually. I mean, it, we basically find out that she gets wow. sent in as a safe cracker, <laughs> steal um, some art, and somebody, Make and as we find out later, is Alpha. Steal he basically managed to uh, re- uh, remotely wipe her memory, so she becomes a an inactive doll again <laughs> which, uh, in the middle of a mission. Ass. Which. I love that one of the robbers points out, how the fuck are you getting a signal down here? Yeah. How yeah. the fuck was she getting a signal down there? That is some phone. bullshit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I agree. And he, he, they have the mess up of he throws the phone on the floor, and then is later the, in the episode she the, goes, the, oh, the, look what I have in my pocket. Or look yeah. He pulls the phone back out. <laughs> really? I didn't know Yeah, that. remember, he's like trying to call out. It won't call out. Yeah, and he, he throws it across the room. He throws and then it across the floor. Oh, yeah, I remember it's that. It's facing oh. down, and they're trying to call, and no one noticed it because it's across the room on the floor facing down then all of a sudden later on she goes oh look what i have in my pocket it's a phone <laughs> it is a phone what do i do with this well and one of my Duh. also one of my big complaints is they're programming these people 
to have their handlers or whatever, but they programmed them with like these badass personalities like, oh, I'm a bank robber that's like the best in the world or whatever. Mark that. (laughs) (laughs) Then some random guy comes in, which yes, I know, supposedly they're linked together because he's there every time her brain is washed or whatever, but it's so stupid that they're like, the one girl's a badass, oh, let me take my money, and then the guy's like, you ready for your treatment? Yes, let's go. And then they just follow them into this random room I know. and let them wipe their brain out, They're, get in a random chair with someone they've be never like, seen that before. That's not, yes. that, that's not that unfathomable. It's a keyword. Yeah, it it's, a, it's a hypnotic or a post-hypnotic suggestion that leads you to interact. I know, but that he is says, not that unbelievable. He says that, and then she's still like the badass, like, oh, yeah, but I'm taking my money. Yeah. But then she still just follows yeah. this random guy. But the hypnotic, com- the, the subconscious command compels you to follow. But then whenever she gets wiped, she still trusts the dude. Yeah. Well, because they have the base programming to interact with the handler. I know. I'm just saying that's a little and sketchy. Yay. All right. That's a little. Let's just make them do whatever we want. So I they, understand what you're saying, Mark, but I think I don't know. I, I think I kind of agree with Dave that it's a little bit insane. There, there is some subconscious programming. I'm sure that's in there to do yeah. that. There's some keywords to do that, but I, I don't know. It seems like the badass personality would almost override that. But uh, anyway, maybe. go ahead. I don't know. Anyways, so episode four, the latest one, uh, is is clearly the best episode. I mean, I think we get the most uh, the most true to the Whedon <clears throat> spirit of, of his series in this in this episode. God, there's a lot of stutters all in a row. <laughs> go Just ahead, keep talking. Go ahead, go ahead. Talk, do you have a point? Yeah, that there was a lot of stutters in a row. All right. Anyways, I think I, I made say, the point very clearly. It was the it was the best episode so far, and I I enjoyed this episode. Out of the the three that have aired previously. When I watched three, I was almost ready to say, fuck it. It's not worth reviewing the show. If I, I have to watch this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> the series has four, major... Four, I'll give it another chance next week. The series has major that's problems. Bullshit. Major problems. And that's unfortunate because mm-hmm. I like Dushku, and I like Joss Whedon, and I like his brother Jed Whedon even. And I like Stephen S.D. Knight, who wrote another episode. But this is not a well-conceived series. I like how... And I don't remember whether it's episode one or two... She can just walk upstairs and walk into the room where they're wiping their memory. Yeah. And then the guy's like, what are you doing in here? Get out of here. Yeah. Why don't you put a lock on the door or not just <laughs> let everybody just walk around and do whatever they want? Right. That's a good point. Yeah. So surprised. Like she, like she, why would she ever be up there? Cause you're just letting him walk around. My concern, you know, just as an overall statement about the show is that it's going to have to take some really strong writing to make this a, a long-lasting show, yeah. in my opinion. I don't think and it will. I'm concerned. I, I'm concerned about it even going a season, really, because I think it could really burn out fast. Oh yeah. Um, and I don't know that they have any fucking idea what they're doing with it, really. Maybe they do. Maybe they got a grand plan, but I just, like. It just seems a little bit like it's a little bit weak. If they build on four, and I didn't even really like four. It was okay, but for this show, it's really good. And if they build on that, I could see them doing something with it. But I don't know, man. Don't, it's going to take some strong writing. That's I, don't all like, I, mean. I don't think this show will get season two. I like, yeah, I I don't like that they have the alpha person in there, but they need to develop that fast. But he hasn't gonna done lose. anything. They're going to lose the audience if yeah. they don't bring that yeah. character forward and have more of an interaction. Yes. And yeah, that's and, my also concern is I, hopefully they can write that good and it doesn't come across as like a crypto villain from Smallville or something stupid. Yeah. And I really think that it could. And what the fuck with them, the random safe in random city where they have all this insane random stolen artwork. It's so stupid. <laughs> that was retarded. Yeah. yeah. They got a piece of the Parthenon the big, in there. That's the big, some fucking bullshit. Yeah, I know. 
have them steal something else. Does it have to be that like that out rare. of this world yeah. that they're stealing that? Why that rare they, and crazy. Wait, wait, why can't the, it be some other like... Is the Parthenon out of this world? No, I think but it was built on Earth. It's out of this world that they would be randomly trying to steal a piece of it back. All right. Why can't it be some... It could even be like the Mona Lisa and that would be more believable than a piece of the Parthenon. I agree with that. Um, well, let's go into a few reader or listener opinions. Um, Nate uh, said that the first episode was merely average, but you can see the potential. Why? Uh, he just helps Fox give it the time to see it into something good. We need to hear Nate's opinion on two, three, and four. That's a good point. Um, just for the a Let's see. I agree with there? that. Uh, do, 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 do. Um, Alyssa from uh, the Big Red Podcast said she ho- that Dushko is not that good when she tries to stray from her wheelhouse. Of a hot, sassy girl, which she kind of got to do in episode three, which was, was terrible. It was very annoying. Yeah. And the, the primary, po- the primary podcast, the primary complaint I had with that episode is she's supposed to play a Bostonian girl, and yet she does not develop accent. a Bostonian accent until yeah. the last like five minutes. That's what I mean. That was terrible. God. I'm that, from Boston. I mean, what acting, sing that singing actress chick was horrible. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I do. I do want to live. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. You're hanging from a rope. Wah, wah, wah. Anyways, if you have more thoughts, we'd love to hear them. Uh, call our voicemail. What did at, I put on there? Uh, you said. Because do I was actually thinking um, about it at that time. You said the show has a very, quote, did I get any, really get anything out of that last hour feel for me? It's not bad. It's not really good. It just is. That being said, I do see elements of Whedon in the show, in the Langton and Langdon and for characters, but that's about it. It's like I can Angel you, Light. I can tell you right now, if we weren't planning to review it on the show, I would not have watched it yeah. past the pilot, if even all the way through the pilot. I would have, but that's because I'm faithful, but that's but about it. Do you see what I'm talking about in those two characters? Yes. I think those are the most Wheaton esque well, characters. Topher Topher is the Andrew from the Buffy series character. Absolutely. He's the Warren the Warren from that series. And it was nice seeing Amy what's Acker? Her name? Amy Acker for a couple of Which episodes. Which is not a good sign that she's already taken another pilot. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying it was nice to who see her she? in something else. She was a big part of Angel. No, but who she? She uh, plays the scarred doctor. She was the doctor? F- fucked up doctor in the oh, first okay. couple. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. Topher is a very Whedon-esque character, you know. And mostly, I hate the the main lady of that show. She's just annoying. I, Which she seems really familiar, but she hasn't done anything that big. She yeah. seems more familiar than she actually has an acting background. <laughs> she's extremely annoying. Then she warrants familiarity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, I was like, I know, I wonder what all she's done. She seems really, and I went and looked, I was like, she hasn't really done shit. Yeah. She's done a few things, but nothing huge. And it's too the bad point. Timo Pinnicket, who plays Langdon, or Langston, and whatever his name is, he didn't get a better, like, role or a better shot. Is Who, who is he? He plays the FBI guy, Langston. Oh. Uh, and the, her, whoever the main girl's keeper is, they should have, he's an okay Pimpy. actor, but yeah. I made the point earlier off yes, the show Pimpy. that. He's a little old to be like the badass guy that's going to come save the day and kick her own's ass. Yeah. Which is maybe why he keeps getting his ass kicked. He was the so, gay kid. I don't know. And he has old man body. We don't <laughs> need to really see him without a shirt on all the time. He's not that awesome. Does he Does he fling his own shit? Not so far on the show. Not so, not so far, but we'll see. He might. Fucking champ. Yes, he is. So I'm going to say thumbs down right now on this show. I'm not impressed by the show. I definitely say thumbs down. I would have had a flaming thumbs down if four didn't show potential to a potentially okay right. plot development later. But as it all stands right now, it's a flaming thumbs down with a potential flame going away. A if, they actually, <laughs> if they actually develop that arc a little bit better. Yeah. 
But uh, there's no guarantee that's going to happen. I'm so highly we'll unimpressed. I, I think the show has major problems, and it's unfortunate. Uh, you know, and I don't know whether to blame it on Fox fucking with the series again, because I know they did. Yeah. Which, why is Josh Whedon still with them? I don't know. I think he, he did it. them. I think he did it because Eliza Dushku asked him because she had a contract with Fox. Mm. Maybe. I don't I know. I think that's how it worked, that, as I understand it. He should have went. He should. How, why don't you go back to like CW, who treated you right for a while? Yeah. Or why did you not go to Sci-Fi exactly, or something? Exactly to resurrect Firefly. Yes, which Absolutely. we talked about that on the forums. Or like, just a new show, because I guarantee I did, you, Sci-Fi Channel will not fuck with your shit. I do not true. see how no one picked up Firefly. I how agree. does Sci-Fi not pick it up? It makes no sense. I agree completely. Unless they just can't get the rights or something, it makes no sense why Firefly is not on somewhere I agree. else. They have continuous and shit other than Battlestar. Josh Whedon wants to do Firefly. He wanted to keep it going. He loved that show. He keeps doing you've heard him in, Yeah, You've heard him in interviews. He right. loves that story and wanted to do it, and he hated getting it pulled. Everybody loves that I don't that see show. how it's not still going. Who hates right. getting it pulled? I don't, he, I don't know. What's he wrong did. with him? Why do we hate that? <laughs> well, if you have an opinion about Dollhouse or Watchmen or The Wire... Feel free to call us at Or anything four. else, pretty much. 329-987. Or if you want to just bitch about something else, 214-329-9827. Call the break room at 214-329-9827. Don't be a douchebag. Leave a message. That's 214-329-9827. Out. Go. Out. Out. Go, or you out, can visit go, the out, forums out, out. at popsyndicate.com. High five. We actually all kind of interact on there now. Surprisingly enough, yeah, once every couple of days, we'll right. get on there. Gasoline. Uh, you can discuss episode three. You can discuss the dollhouse. You can discuss Nate's poop story. Oh, or boy. I, Nate, I have not watched that, and I don't plan to. Or Nate's favorite, yeah, I didn't watch that Nate's favorite video, Glass Ass. You've described so. enough of it to me to know I don't want to watch it. It's that. disgusting. Yeah. Uh, AP Dave. I have a very, very fan. sick P1 there. Right. He, he likes things in the ass. <laughs> he likes to watch... He likes ass-ish, ass-ish things. But you know what? I find no faults with Nate. Put in my ass. He's one of our primary listeners. I so. didn't say that. Why, why do you hate Nate? I just said uh, he's got a sick, twisted mind. Eh. He listens to us. He's got an ass fetish. He's got it's to right. if he likes us. He thinks we're good and enjoys our show. Yeah, right. something be, fucked up with him. That's a good up. point. Uh, let's right. see. You can also follow us at uh, twitter.com. Twitter.com slash the mark. Slash the break room. And what's slash yours? Chopper Dave. Slash Chopper Dave. Did I just get a text message? Uh, MySpace.com no. slash the break room, which we never update. And um, or sweat. I think that's about it. Breakroom at gmail.com for all your uh, Jeep needs. You shouldn't poop or sweat. <laughs> and don't poop or sweat. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just a friendly tip. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. We appreciate something. that. All right. Gasoline. Public service announcement. <laughs> announcement. <laughs> we don't need any of that. I think it's because it's the grossest thing ever. <laughs> What, poop sweat? Yeah, exactly. It's the grossest thing ever. Shira and I want to talk to you about something that's very personal. Your body. Remember, it's your body and no one should touch you in a way that you feel is wrong. I'll get anybody who tries it. It's not that easy, Orko. It's hard for a young person to admit that he or she has been touched in a bad way. If you've been touched that way, don't be ashamed. Tell someone you trust, like your parents, your doctor, your teacher, or counselor, or your minister or rabbi. Right, Orko? Right on!